Hello, and welcome to Passion for Passions. I'm your host, Marcus, and I love passions. So, if you're hearing this episode, this is the first newly recorded episode for my new server, not server, my new podcast host. Though, it should already be good because I kind of uploaded some older episodes that I hadn't yet published onto that. So hopefully things are going well. Although I'm a bit confused because I scheduled the posts and then somehow they have stats on them. There's analytics saying they were listened to. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? They're not on the RSS feed yet. Um, I'm assuming that's me, even though I'm not actively playing. Maybe, I'm, I'm not sure really what's going on there. Um, ghosts in the RSS feed. Either way, today we're going to be covering the episodes 342 to 353. Kind of a mix of two plot uh, plots in this episode, because one of them I really didn't know how to spin heads or tails of really, um, which is really in episode three uh, forty two where we're starting off with, is getting back to the whole, a couple things, getting back to the Gwen and Ethan thing, but also getting back to the mine shaft, which is just insanity, and I don't really know all the ins and outs of it. I kind of didn't understand a lot of what was going on there, but. I'll get my best shot. Anyway, so, I mean, let's see. Julian did see Sam and Ivy in Hecuba's mirror. He did confirm, like, they turned, and you could see their faces, and Hecuba was saying who they were, all that stuff. And I think at some point, uh, when Kane and Charity were making out on the little minecart, it was running straight toward Tabitha because she's on the tracks. I think, anyway. So Timmy actually pushes her out of the way and saves her life. So that's when we get at some point another montage of Tabitha's where she's seeing all the good times with Timmy, which she saw a montage of Timmy before when she was on the mountain and they kind of got snowed on. So here we are again. But yes, um, something that's very dramatic, which wasn't accurate, I guess, or real, was that Hecuba says Ethan isn't his son, but... I don't think Julian really hears that because he doesn't bring it up at all. The only thing he ends up bringing up later is seeing Sam and Ivy in the mirror. So I don't know. But at the end of that episode, Charity summons, evil Charity that is, of course, summons like an asteroid out of nowhere. There it is, just in the sky, fireball hurtling toward Earth. But more specifically, Harmony, the world's most unlucky town, clearly. So on to the next episode, Whitney is starting to regret that she she wanted to be with Chad and she even like kisses him and stuff when he's saved, but she's like, mm, because she's, the world is ending now. She's like, oh my God, I need to like get away. Well, no. When the asteroid comes and everyone is kind of realizing that the world is going to end, uh, Whitney is like, so sad she regrets that she wasn't with chad and you know from the beginning because she does care about him and now it's the end of the the world effectively so all she wants is to just have chad hold her oh so sad but unfortunately she doesn't even get that because the men are like chad you need to help us you know do something um because of the whole world ending basically they decide that the best thing to do is to actually go in to the caves which is, like, fine, I guess, maybe. Although Mr. Annoying Reese has to kind of be the one to 
burst their bubble by saying that, you know, the world would probably, that probably wouldn't work. He basically has to tell them that it won't work because the mine shaft would probably just cave in. So great job, Reese. Uh, why not just let people have their fantasy and be happy before they die? I don't know. But yeah. So aside from that, um, Julian steals some of Hecuba's stuff because it's like priceless artifacts and whatever. And um, Miguel, though, is able to open this secret box, I guess. Um, which is the thing that Tabitha was talking about and whatever. And while everyone is down there, well, the kids are, um, Whitney was starting to go down because they're like, we need to bring people down. We're going to send Whitney down first. Um, she almost falls, though, but she is saved. So it's all good. And I don't know what else is happening there. Um, Gwen, at some point, though, in this episode, determines, hey, why don't you date both of us, Ethan? Then you can figure out, like, which of us you really want to be with. So, weird idea, but fine, I guess. And she figures this will work. This will make sure that she wins. Next episode, the light that was unleashed from the box that Miguel opened is, like, St. Michael or something, an angel, and the light goes up to zap the asteroid and basically destroys it. So, and everyone's like, oh my god, the light saved us. And nobody, nobody evokes, like, God or religion in this moment, but it's pretty much a very clear allegory, like, what else would it be? Um, anyway, yes, yeah, so, um... After this, the mineshaft actually collapses, but everyone gets somehow pushed out of the mineshaft, I guess due to goodness. So the kids are out, and yes, Julian is out, and Tabitha and Timmy are out. And Timmy's also alive. He didn't die. He's okay. Even though he got, like, smushed by a minecart, he's okay. I mean, he's a doll. Why would a doll die? You know, even if you broke him apart, couldn't you just sew him back together? I mean, she made him originally. Couldn't she just kind of put him back together again? I, I don't know. Um... Something that's funny, though, is everyone is basically saying, you know, because Kay and Miguel come out and they're like, oh my god, Charity was evil and, and doing all these things and shooting lasers and all these things happened. So basically people are, they reason it away like everything else where they say that, oh, you know, it must have been gas was released from the mines. And this gas, well, it made you high and you hallucinated. Though, why would both people have the same hallucination? I don't know. But that's what the excuse they give to explain everything that happened in the mineshaft is not real. The kids were just high. <laughs> um, during this episode, there's also a fun, what I like to consider an ex-best friend montage from Gwen, where she's thinking about Teresa um, and getting really mad about it. So I feel like because Gwen doesn't really have friends, she seemed to really care, though, some for some reason about Teresa. Overall, after like getting over being upset or jealous about her. So she has this montage. And she's really angry because she's like, ah, Teresa. So, episode 345. Now that everyone's out of the cave, we can get back to other plot lines now. And we start with Sheridan and Louise looking like they finally consummated their relationship. They're both in bed together. Ooh. Um, and Louise is very sweet because he wakes up early and makes breakfast for her and brings it to her in bed. Aw, so sweet. Although apparently it's really bad, and so she just like doesn't eat it, and she puts it in her napkin like a child, and then of course Elise finds it, but he, he actually seems like a pretty good sport. He's like, oh, well, you know, it's okay. 
Um, yeah. So Julian is back, and he still remembers what he saw. So when he comes back, he is flipping out and calling, like, Ivy a slut. And everyone's like, whoa. So because of that, and the fact that he's obviously saying these things, they decide we cannot take him to the hospital because he's going to just be blabbing this stuff and people are going to hear. So who's here? It's going to be Eve to take care of him at home in the Crane Mansion. Why not? But, um... Kay and Miguel are still scared by the events of the mine. And at this point, um, Julian is very much believing what he saw. He has no reason to think otherwise. Now on episode 346, for some reason, Grace decides to bring a cake to Ivy. I think it's another one of those, what is it, the tomato soup cake? (laughs) Anyway, she decides to bring it to Ivy, which is a bad idea. For many reasons. One, that she shouldn't be there. She should not be around when Julian is uttering these things. Uh, but also, who even, why, anyway? Yes, yeah, so now we've got back to... Let's see. Julian is, like, saying, basically, Ivy, get out of the house now. You know, it's over between us. You have been cheating on me with Sam. And, I mean, to be honest, yes, she did cheat on him with Sam I guess at least once on the wedding, their wedding night, but they aren't actively cheating now, so it's kind of unfair <laughs> in a way. Um, but yeah, little side note to Hank, he is still tasked with killing Sheridan. Yes, this will come back very soon, fortunately. Um, and Hecuba is there with Kay, and she wants to use Kay to like get her family's souls. I guess. Um, But yeah, the most dramatic thing is that near the end of this episode, Julian tells Grace that Ivy and Sam have been cheating with each other. He says it to her face. And I was like, oh my god, how are they going to get out of this? But then I realized, oh, well, the kids already said wacko stuff as well. So it's pretty clear that that's what's going to be like what they end up using as an excuse for him as well will be that he just, you know, inhaled some fumes in the mine shaft and he was just high and imagined this whole thing. So yes. On to episode 347. Um, initially, Kay rejects Hecuba for some reason. And I was like, why? Isn't this what she wants? Isn't Kay evil? Um, but Miguel comes up to talk to Charity about what happened in the mine shaft, how he kissed her and stuff. And he says he's sorry, you know, he loves Charity and, she, and he knows that Kay loves Reese. So he's going to stay with Charity no matter what. Even if what they saw was real, he would still love her all the same. He would take care of her and save her. So it's really this that tips Kay to working with Hecuba because Hecuba was saying, you know, he's never going to be with you unless I help you. So she's like, fine. Even though that means she's going to have to give up her soul to Hecuba. And back to the Crane Mansion, Julian says, yes, he says it's their lovers, the Grace. And Grace, like, runs out into the hallway. Um, she doesn't actually leave the Crane estate, which is what I would do. I would just run away entirely. Um, but who knows? Ivy briefly is like, maybe Grace will leave Sam and he'll be mine. <laughs> I'm like, little girl, yeah, in your dreams. That would just make Sam so angry that you cost him his wife. Um... So Sam decides in the hallway he's going to tell uh, her about his past. But it doesn't get to happen because Julian ruins it by flipping out. 
and continuing to like bury his hole deeper by saying literally I saw it in the mine shaft with this lady because he brought back the you know items from her like little underground home right but of course we know that's not gonna be what he expects it to be and it does turn out he thinks he's ha he has a handful of diamonds it's a handful of rocks he thinks he has a painting it's a poster in the mine shaft for miners so yeah that just kind of continues the everyone else's belief that yes you were hallucinating and none of this was real none of it although for grace's sake shouldn't she be concerned the way that sam and ivy reacted and the way that sam had to stop her and say he wants to explain like you just forget that when it's re revealed that julian is high i don't know so the weird thing is now we go back to Luis and Sheridan and apparently they didn't have sex even though they were like naked in bed together because Luis is like, I want to make our making love, you know, perfect. Um, so I guess that means they didn't already. And in this moment, in these couple episodes, I love how happy Luis and Sheridan are. I, I love it so much. It's so sweet. They're so happy. It's so wonderful to see that they're finally like past all these things. And they are ready to start a romance. It's so great. It's been a long time coming, you know? It's like from the very beginning, they were at odds and slowly coming together and breaking apart, coming together, breaking apart. It's just like, this is so wonderful. I love it so much. And it was like in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I know this is short-lived though. They can't continue this. It's not going to stay this way. And I was wondering how long it would be. And unfortunately, I find out it's not very long at all. They get a very short window of pure bliss and happiness together. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, they have a cute little date in Sheridan's cottage. It's so sweet. It's like candlelight and all these nice food. And randomly, some Russian dancers come in for no reason. And they leave. You know, all these things. It's wonderful. Ah, Okay. But yeah, back to Ethan and Teresa and Gwen. Um, they're doing the date thing. He goes on a date with Gwen and has a really great time because she's like focusing on reminiscing on the past with him. And he's like, oh, I love it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's not showing up on time for Teresa's date. So Teresa immediately, like five minutes after six, is like, oh my God, he's not coming. Uh, I don't know where she became so like feeling like she can't win versus before she's always been like, fate is on my side but now she's like so down in the dumps now that she's finally got a shot i know she's a little odd on to episode 348 tabitha is in trouble a man comes to the door and he's a tax man he says that they have not paid taxes for 300 years i did not taxes go back that far but apparently tabitha had been using her magic to be able to like put a glitch in the system so that they would never process her taxes or something um, so yeah, she's got to do that. And apparently that's going to start a new plot thread where Timmy starts to use Hecuba's, I mean not Hecuba's, oh my god, Tabitha's like journal or whatever and make it into a best-selling book with HarperCollins. And I'm assuming that is the book which I have, which is Hidden Passions by Tabitha Lennox. Um, and I think that's so funny. I As soon as the book comes out in the show, I'm going to read the book. Because I figured that's probably when you are supposed to read it. I don't know. Like, should I look up a Goodreads or something and find out if you're supposed to read it? Or, like, if it tells you stuff that actually happens in the series? Or is it just, like, whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I'm very curious. Um, I want to know if I should read it or not. Anyway. 
And there's actually a hardback version. I want to buy it. I found it on eBay, but it doesn't have the like book cover. I'm like, damn it, I want the whole thing. Anyway, yeah, back to this, back to the show. Yes, because of Julian pulling rocks out of his pocket, they're like, yeah, he's just hallucinating. Um, more on Luis and Sheridan. Hank is giving an ultimatum to kill Sheridan tonight. I mean, that's already happened before, like kill her tonight, or else I'll kill your your aunt, not your aunt. I'll kill those kids that you are an uncle to, whatever. And he never did it then either. But whatever. At this point, it's just like, why can't the other people kill her? Why does it have to be Hank? Like, obviously, he's such a loser. Just let him go. Anyway. um, So we're back to Ethan and Teresa and Gwen. He does come to her house just a little bit late. But he's ready to go on a date with her. But more trickery by the Hotchkiss clan. They have gotten one of his friends to get some base, uh, excuse me, basketball tickets to an important college game or something. And that's why Ethan really wants to go. So Teresa pretends she has a headache so that he can go instead of going on their date. Well, what happens because this was a plot? Who is there but Gwen? So they get to have like a second date together. We. And Teresa finds out she sees them on TV. She's like, oh no, I fell for it. So sad. Um, so let's see, episode 349. Tabitha's memoirs, yeah. Hecuba is the one who actually sways to me to publish them. I don't know what that's going to do for her. But yeah, that's what is Hecuba's plan with Timmy anyway. Uh, but hey, so there's a little bit with Ethan, Teresa, and Gwen. Ethan just continues to be stupid. He's like, oh, you're here at the base, excuse me, basketball game the basketball game oh did you do that on purpose no okay um i don't know what that voice is that's not ethan but that's how i feel about ethan sometimes um teresa's got her laptop on the boat dock or the you know the like pier and i'm like that's a really bad place for a laptop you're right next to the water um, because she's looking over the notes about ethan his secret and let's see what else happens here hank oh my god yes okay so the ultimate failure of everybody or mainly the fbi is that the fbi finally says okay there's no more threat on sheridan's life we don't have it on the radars anymore so we get to you know be okay now so that means what that means Luis has to go to washington with the fbi guy in order to just get a debriefing and that'll be it and while he's getting debriefed hank will take lead as protector for the last day great put the killer with her the FBI must be really terrible if they can't realize that Hank is somehow involved in all this. Oh well. It is what it is. Also in this episode, Chad finally f- hears first, you know, that there was a lie about him getting a girl pregnant. And that the person who said this lie to Whitney was Kay. Finally. It's taken a while, but that information finally came out. On to episode 350. This, okay, let's just get rid of everything at first before the big deal. So Ethan comes after the baseball game and he passes by. <laughs> God, I'm just thinking about what else happens in this episode. He passes by Teresa on the pier and he's like, I'm touched that you lied to let me go to the game. And Teresa's sad. She's like, I can't compete. She's got all this history with you. And Ethan's like, well, you know, we're going to make history with each other. And while he's there, he sees on her computer... 
a file called Ethan's Secret, which is the funniest file name. Very discreet, Teresa. <laughs> but either way, Ethan is like, what is it? And she basically lies and says that's like kind of where she was keeping her notes about loving him before she announced it. So, and he believes her because, of course, he's an idiot. He doesn't press it. Um, so, yeah, Whitney and Chad. Chad, you know, comes there to Kay's house and confronts her in front of her parents and also the Russells, where he's like, Kay, why'd you tell this lie? And Kay's like, well, I heard that you got a girl pregnant. And Sam is like, if this is true and if she is underage, I'm going to arrest Chad for statutory rape. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, but also, whoa, cranking, cranking it way up here. You don't even know if it's true. And I think it was interesting because Whitney is saying, oh, he won't go to jail. And uh, Simone was like, innocent people go to jail all the time. And I'm like, yeah, Simone, like, you're the younger sister and you get this, but Whitney doesn't? Well, um, but yeah, so it's like, that's clearly going to be some big drama. Fortunately, it seems to resolve pretty quickly. Um, okay, but the big thing that happens on this episode, 350, which I don't want to talk about because it hurts me, is that Hank is there, and while Sheridan is, like, looking at VHSs, like, which movie do you want to watch? Hank is stone-faced, ready to kill. She turns around. She sees Hank pointing a gun at her. She's like, Hank, what are you doing? And he's, you know, he says, like, he has to do this. And she's like, no, you don't. And he shoots her. He shoots her twice. And you see, and, I, you know, first I was wondering, is it going to be another fake out? It's fake bullets. It's fake gun. He misses her. He's shooting someone behind her. No. He shoots her. She pulls her hand away from her chest. You see blood. Well, you see like a redness, but it's clearly supposed to be blood. She falls down. Like, oh my God. Bad, bad sign of things to come. Very bad. Very bad. On episode 351. Um, Teresa goes on a date with Ethan to the arcade kind of place. And midway, it almost seems like. And they have fun. They buy matching. They get matching bears in their little thing. It's cute. Um, Whitney and Chad, they're hanging out at the Bennett household, of course. Like, they just got in this whole huge drama moment. And basically, Kay doesn't know how to get out of it because they're saying, call this girl. Call the girl Tiffany. And we need to hear from her if this is true or not. So basically, Kay says, yes, I'll sell my soul to get out of this lie to Hecuba. And Hecuba's like, okay, all right, then we'll do it. So that's what happens. She ends up giving her soul to Hecuba in that episode. And we'll see very shortly, like, what the result of that is. At least how she helps Kay. But yeah, so the whole thing with Sheridan, she's shot twice. The guy comes in and he's like, Roger, is that who it is? It's like, can't finish her off. He's like, no, I'm so sad. Um... And Louise calls because he's in the car already. He just wants to check on her because his, his uh, Sheridan's sense is tingling. And he gets no answer from the phone call. And Hank shoots her again a third time. And after this, is like, oh, shit. I don't I didn't think she was going to live through that. Um, so Louise makes the FBI agent turn the car around. And he comes back after she has been shot. And Hank and the other guy are gone. And uh, it's not good. She's not moving. Episode 352. Timmy is chatting with Harper Collins for your moment of, like, reprieve. Um, 
And Tabitha is realizing that Hecuba is helping Kay out right now. It's like, whoa, because Hecuba has like superpowers, like more powers than uh, Tabitha does. Well, Tabitha has none right now. But like even in normal witch times, she apparently has more power. So let's see, Whitney and Chad, how does Hecuba help Kay? So Hecuba calls the Bennett household and does a fake Tiffany voice and holds up the lie. And at first I was very concerned because I'm like, she's just confirming that Chad knocked up this girl. But then she pulls the little thing that makes it totally switch where she says the Chad who knocked her up is Chad Johnson, which is not our Chad. We don't know any Chad Johnson. So that's how she works it out where it's like extreme drama, but then it's suddenly completely diffused. I kind of like that. I don't know. But anyway, I appreciate that because now it's finally wiped the slate clean on Chad. He is not a bad guy. Honestly, Whitney should have realized that to begin with because that's nothing like him. And also he's always with them. Like when did he have time to go and like befriend a girl and get her pregnant? Never. Okay. But yeah, back to Sheridan. She's pretty much dead. And while this is happening, sadly, Ethan is after his date with the, Teresa. It's like, I'm so thankful for Louis saving Sheridan, you know? Um, it's like, oh, well, you're not going to be thankful anymore. Although, again, if Sheridan's life was in danger so much so that the FBI was involved, why didn't the Crane estate give her some private security? Why did they just let it be these two dweebs that take care of her? Oh my god, anyway. I'm really mad about that because I love Sharon and she's such a great character. And I'm like, is she really dead? Oh boy. So yes, last episode for this episode of the podcast. So Charity and Miguel are watching a movie through this whole drama, so they missed everything that happened after the mind shaft thing. Whatever. Um, Whitney and Chad, of course, Chad is extremely hurt by Whitney not believing him initially. And he's extra friendly with someone for believing him through everything. So, makes sense. Uh, so, Ethan comes and sees Sheridan and it's it's not good. The EMTs arrive at the same point and try to, like, check on her. Even Eve, like, checks on her. But it's like, I was like, oh my god, is Eve going to do, like, some sort of magic and then she's going to be fine? But no, she seems pretty much dead. Julie and Ivy are, are uh, called and find out that Sheridan is dead. Oh, yeah. Hank shows up and there's an accusation thrown at him. Because obviously, where was he? You know, he wasn't there when they all arrived. It's like a very big mystery there. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Is she dead? It seems like she's dead. She's been laying down like shot for three episodes. And not Luis, not the EMTs, not Eve. The, the queen of doll doctors is able to help. I think she's dead. And it's, I'm like, what? How could she be dead? Even though, yes, this has been a trend going since episode one. There have been people targeting Sheridan the whole time. And in episode 350, she finally got shot. I, I guess it's just kind of shocking because it's like every time she's almost killed, she always survives. She always survives in one way or the other. But in this case, it appears she hasn't survived. And there is some confusion in my mind as to what that means. 
because on the Passions Podcast Patreon, um, which I follow and uh, am a patron of, they have a banner at the top of the page and has images from the characters in Passions. And it's got like Tabitha and Julian and Teresa and some other folks. But it also has who I'm pretty sure is Sheridan. And the picture is clearly like later in this series because Julian's hair is, you know, uh, wider and like less hair and everyone looks older. And so I'm like, well, who is that? Does Sheridan have a twin sister? Does Sheridan come back to life? Is Sheridan not actually dead? And then I asked a friend who doesn't watch the show at all. I'm like, I wonder what they'll do because there's no way she can be truly dead, right? And he said, maybe she'll be a ghost. And I was like, oh, you know what? That'd be a really good point. Yeah, she could be a ghost for the rest of the show. I could totally see that. That's very much a passions thing. You've already got like those ghost pilgrims. So why not a ghost Sheridan that hangs around sometimes and talks to Luis and Ethan? You know, I could see that. Um, but I don't know. I'm just really sad. I was so sad when she got shot and that there wasn't some immediate miraculous thing. I'm still hoping there will be an immediate miraculous thing in the next couple of episodes, but I, I don't know. Right now I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a ghost, Sheridan. I just don't know. I don't know, but I'm so sad. And this hit me so hard, and it's just a soap opera. But I care. Luis and Sheridan are like my top-tier couple, my OTP. And I'm like, I don't want you to be gone. I mean, I know they wouldn't have stayed like so super romantic and wonderful for like over a thousand episodes more, but I don't know. It's just so sad. So I guess we'll see what happens. I'm I'm desperate to know what happens with Sheridan because I know there must be some aspect of her, her, her actress, which remains in the show. At least I'm guessing, but I really don't know. Anyway... <laughs> Those were the episodes that I watched most recently, and I um, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll be back in two weeks with another one, so stay tuned.